hello everyone good morning i'm coming to you from god's throne room to bring to you the kingdom message i hope we are all doing very well i pray that his word will speed ahead or will rapidly increase and move ahead and i pray that his word will be received wherever it goes in the mighty name of jesus christ i pray with thanksgiving amen um, so um, yesterday we we started um, commenting on the element number ten, and I'd want to finish that commentary. Okay, so um, we're seeing something um, to the effect that the king was born in Israel, the king that Israel was expecting was born, but yet they could not they could not discern to know that he was born. So Jesus came to his own. Jesus came and the Israelites, the, the, the Pharisees, the chief priests, the, the pastors, the leading priests, the prophets, they all could not tell or know that Jesus had come to them. Okay. Now in the same way that Jesus came, okay, and the Israelites could not tell. It's the same way that the thief will come. Now how come they weren't able to tell? That Jesus had come to them. So I want to refer to the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 1. Okay, it says that, um, let me start from here. Yeah, verse 1. It says that I know all the things that you do, that you have a reputation of being alive. It says that, and unto the angel of the church inside is right. These things says, He that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works, that you have a name that thou livest. But you are dead. So people think that you are still um, the pastor. You are still that evangelist. You are still that um, teacher, that prophet. But in actual fact, you are dead. And when the Bible says that you are dead, it means that you are living in sin. Okay. Verse 2 says that be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Verse be watchful. Be watchful means that be watchful over the sheep I have entrusted into your care. Take care of the sheep that I've entrusted into your care. Be watchful means that you should nurture them, you should feed them. Okay, you shouldn't destroy them. If you don't, if, if you're not watchful over them, okay. Verse 3 says, Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, if you not watch over my sheep. If you not nurture my sheep, if you not care for them, he says, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what I will come upon thee. Now, what this means is that I will move, and you will not know when I will move. He says, I'll come upon thee as a thief. It means that whatever I want to, whatever I choose to do in your generation, I will not alert you anymore. I will not tell you, I will not inform you of what I have come to do in your generation anymore. You will just be there, and I'll start doing things. You will just be there, and I'll start moving, and you will have no idea what I am doing. That's what it means that I will come as a thief and thou shalt not know what I will come upon thee. Whereas of old Abraham was there and I was contemplating, should I tell my friend what I'm about to do or not? With you I won't tell you anything, but just move and I'll do whatever I want to do. If therefore thou shalt not watch. He says that you should do what? Nature the sheep, but you're manipulating them. Feed them and you are destroying them. If you do not watch, I will come upon thee. Now see, I went for a program and there was an invited guest 
invited preachers, sorry. And after she had finished preaching, there was no altar call. Now, what she did was that she rather linked the message to a seed call. I don't see anything wrong with calling for seeds or the source, but something happened and I, and, and I know that it wasn't right and I know it wasn't Holy Spirit led. Now, he, um, he mentioned specific amounts that um, people should come and, and, and give according to him. That's what the Holy Spirit said. Well, but what, what made me know? That it wasn't from God was that immediately he mentioned the seed. He mentioned the seed that um, it, it was like after he had finished preaching, it was like um um I have preached this message, and if you do not sow the seed I am asking for, you can't benefit. It was that effect. The message, the the what he said was that effect. Now, um, and it's like immediately he asked for the seed. Immediately he mentioned the amount. My peace just left me. My peace, it just left. And those were the times that God was drawing my, my attention to these kind of things. My, my, my peace just left me. And you see, at that particular time, I did not really understand what was happening. But later, understanding his word and going through, I'm now beginning to understand. Now look at this scenario also. So a lady, okay, and that particular person, the man, there was no altar call. It was just a seed call. And when this, the, the, the seed was mentioned, my, my, my peace just left. And that was when I knew this was not from God. And then another incident was that I had a lady friend. She wasn't a friend then, but then she sat in front of me and shared a story with me in just a day. I don't even know how we got there. But she said, she was like, um... Um, she, had, she, had, she had fallen ill as a child and then if it hadn't been that she wouldn't have really known the way the pastors in Ghana really really are with like some pastors so before this illness she followed her dad to a church and during prayer this pastor laid hands on her and prayed for her now um, after that she became very ill and started manifesting some strange strange things so the father took her to another pastor that like you know he should do what we should be praying for her now what happened was that there was one particular time that they were with this pastor and this spirit began to manifest, began to manifest in here. Then the pastor stopped his car and asked the man and his daughter to come out of the car. And then the, the pastor was like, but what is this? And the father was like, this is what I've been telling you about that you've always been giving me direction to pray about. So with all the directions and prayers, you didn't really know what it was. And you're telling me today to get out of the car because of what you have seen. You see... Hmm. It's it's funny. It's funny because I would say this so-called pastor he had no power. The kingdom of God is not is not a matter of words. Now Paul says something in Second Corinthians. Sorry, First Corinthians chapter two verse four. He said that he said and and my message and my preaching were were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God, the kingdom of God, the church, the church matter. Okay, it is not about persuasive words. It is not about how clever you can speak in English or how you're able to, to, to speak your tree or whatever it is. It's about the power of God. Okay, so people are in ch- and people are suffering. The, ch- the sheep of God, they are suffering so, so badly. They are suffering. Meanwhile, these people keep on just preaching preaching okay why must a pastor i don't know why must a pastor refer a sheep 
to another pastor. You see, he did this because he has no power. And he has no power because he's selfish. He has no power because he's a very wicked pastor. That's why he has no power. How do you gain power? You attain power by tarrying in Jerusalem. You attain power by putting down your stomach. You attain power by spending more time in the presence. So they can be able to watch over the sheep that God has entrusted into your care. See, the, the, this, this spiritual life thing, okay, you, you, you need to attain the power so that your, your sheep will blossom. They'll blossom both spiritually and then they'll blossom physically. The power is what enables you to stand in front of the congregation and tell them that no one is allowed to die this year. Nobody will, will face premature death. That is the power that enables you to do that. It is power that enables a pastor to tell his congregation that nobody will fall sick and die. It is that power. If we love Jesus, if you claim we love Jesus, you consider everything he went through, all the shame he went through, all the nakedness he went through, carrying that cross, all the beatings, all everything that you consider that, and then you will take care of the sheep. He laid down his life. As a sheep, as a shepherd, you're supposed to lay down just your stomach, lay down just your time, and you can't do it. Please close the church and go. Don't bring people that come and rely on you and looking up onto you, and then you have no power to save them. You need power as a shepherd. You need power. You're supposed to tarry. Okay, so it's like um, you, you are there and you can't, you, can, you, can't, you can't even pray for them. You can't even fast with them. You can't lay down your stomachs for them. So I know of this very true story again of the lady who um, she shared her story with her pastor. Okay, and she was having some very bad dreams. She, she, she was seeing herself traveling. But anytime she woke up from this traveling experience, she was sad. Instead of her being happy, she was sad. And it, it, it was making her feel like depressed. She told her pastor, and he nonchalantly told her that, oh, so you, so you travel. And you're supposed to travel, so you travel. Ah, even me, even me, I knew that this wasn't it, and that it was something, it was something negative. So a friend of hers gave her a couple of messages to, to just um, listen to and pray. And guess what? During her time of praying and fasting, she, that she realized that, this whole, this whole, she had another dream indicating that the, the spell of death had broken over her life. She would have died in that shrine, a young, devoted church worker. She would have just died prematurely in that shrine, thinking that she was in church. You see, either our shepherds don't have power to save the sheep or they have polluted their power. Therefore, they can't fight against their kingdom. You get it? It's like a kingdom... That fight against itself cannot stand. Because they've gone for um, ulterior powers, they can't, they can't fight against themselves. So, like, they have power, and then the power is rather to cast spells over their congregation. So that when you leave, something terrible happens to you. And so you are forced to come back. When you are forced to come back, then it means that you are adding, adding to that great number for population, or you are adding to the, to the um, how do you call it, the offer tree. Jesus said, feed them with a pure word. You're supposed to feed them, whether the, the, the shepherds are destroying the sheep. So the other time, I um, in, in relation to Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 10, it says that, um, I want you to read, um, it says, um, um, and, and, and the same one who ascended is the one who, as, 
the same one who descended is the one who ascended, sorry, um, higher than all the heaven, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip um, God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So every single believer is one of these. Every single believer is either a pastor, either an evangelist, either a prophet, either um, a teacher, or, you know, one of these, or an apostle. And our shepherds are supposed to train us in that field. They're supposed to teach us how to grow in them, teach us how, teach us how to nurture these gifts so that we can also be useful in Jesus' church. So that the, the, the sheep will be in church and, and it's like for over 10 years, a sheep will be in church and he wouldn't know which gift he has. Because what? Um, the, the shepherd has not taught him or her how to nurture that gift. Now, Paul advised us that in, in, in Titus chapter 3, um, 4 to 8, I, I, my, my time is up, but kindly pardon me, okay? Um, 3 verse 4, he says that um, when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth, one, new life, two, through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. Because of His grace, He declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy scene and I want you to insist on these teachings. So insist on teachings on what a new birth by the Holy Spirit, a new life through the Holy Spirit. Insist on grace that declares us righteous. Insist on what... Um, um, eternal life. These are the teachings that I insist that you should teach. This is what we are supposed to teach as, as shepherds. So the new life in Christ Jesus, the, the gifts God gave us to walk in these gifts, and then these are what we are supposed to, to, to do as shepherds. But no, um, it, it's, it's something else. And the sheep are dying. The sheep are dying in the church. People think they are going to church to receive life, rest of life. But people are attending shrines and, and, and people, the, the sheep are being sacrificed and, and, and spells are being cast on the sheep. And, 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 and these so-called pastors are thinking about the population and about the offertory. May God have mercy upon us. May God have mercy upon us and may God deliver us from these wolves who have come to take us away, to take our lives away. May God have mercy on us and may God deliver us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Have a blessed day and stay blessed because you are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.